0: Welcome to the Captain's Run podcast, an AFL podcast filled with low intensity information and casual conversation. I am the host, Jack Hewson, and joining me is my lovely co host, the lockdown legend, Sam Kimber.
1: All the way from Victoria, the COVID capital of Australia.
0: Yeah. The only state that can't get its crap together.
1: Who would have thought? Who would have thought?
0: But uh, it seems that. You guys have such a reputation for yourselves that uh, other states don't want Victorian teams to come hang. The whole fixture of this week has uh, changed. Well, not the whole fixture, but certainly a few games have had to change uh, to accommodate Queensland not wanting Victorian teams up there.
1: Yeah, it's in disarray. Um, it's a weird place to be at the moment.
0: Yeah, I, um, I've spoken to a few people, my mum my being one of them, who was. Uh unsure about how the season could continue. Um if, you know, in, in a couple of weeks' time all the East Coast teams and Sydney teams will have played each other. Uh how how does the season continue? We were we were throwing around some ideas. I suggested that the eight teams that are outside of Victoria play an East Coast conference and all the Victorian teams, the ten teams remaining, play a West Coast conference, and then the winner of the two conferences get together, and that's what decides the grand final. Um, which it seems like the AFL have a more eloquent solution of um, just having teams go over to Western Australia, play each other uh, in in the quarantine the week later, so that then two weeks later on they can then play the Western Australian teams, which seems to be working. It like, seems like a good idea, and that it'll work.
1: Yeah, it's um, it's a tricky fixture to work out, but I think they're doing the best they can. I don't know about the conference idea because, especially considering, you know, a few teams already played each other. Um, we're up to round four, so it might be a bit tricky. But yeah, I'm sure it'll still work out. They kind of, I guess they've they're not really tied to 17 rounds. They kind of just they had that that game number in in hand of one. I think there's 111 games they still need to play, um, and their aim is just to get through them however means possible. I guess.
0: Yeah, and, and I'm sure there's, there's got to be like a, uh, a word in another language or a, a saying that is someone who knows more of the information and is smarter is, is working on this problem. So thankfully you and I don't have to figure it out. Um, <laughs> and then we can just focus on uh, going back through round four and, uh, and chatting about the games. Exactly.
1: Which is what oh, we're here for.
0: Perfect. Well, let's get right into it then. Uh, Thursday, the 25th of June, Swans took on the Doggies. The Doggies proved to be just a little bit too much for them.
1: Yeah, I watched eight out of nine games this week because, you know, there's really nothing else to do at the moment in Victoria. Um, and I watched so many games, I, I can't really remember the game that much, apart from the fact that I thought the Dogs, well, they played all right. From what I remember,
0: yeah, they were pretty. They were pretty dominant. They moved the ball well. Sydney, um, they had kind of had their chances. You know, they were lagging behind most of the game. Uh, late in the game, maybe the the end of the third or the start of the fourth, they came out and um, they had like four shots on goal and just missed badly each time. Which has kind of been the story of a lot of games, like in the, in the last couple of weeks. Teams have the chance. To themselves back into the game and they end up not doing it. And it's the heartbreaking thing. It was in Sydney's forward 50 for, you know, four or five minutes at having all these cracks at goal and missing. And then the ball goes down the other end and instantly straight through the middle. And they just did it a couple of times, the Bulldogs, and they ended up just kicking away.
1: Yeah, I thought Sydney might have been able to get up for Kennedy's 250th and also with his grandfather, John Kennedy Sr., passing away. I thought. They might have been able to get up, but um they didn't. I remember first quarter Aaron Norton for the Bulldogs. Looked like he was gonna tear the game apart and he instead he tore his ankle apart. Which is what he does injury-wise, yes. unfortunately. He's good, but he uh, just can't string a bunch of games together.
0: Yeah, it's never great to see a player plagued with injury and, and similar injuries. Um But yeah, we hope we hope that he has a speedy recovery, which we probably won't, but uh <laughs> Nice well, and dark. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, shall we move on to Friday night's game?
1: Yeah, Collingwood Giants. It was a good game. Um, I thought Collingwood was going to win. Um, yeah, me too. Had you with another two minutes, they would have won. But man, losing Jeremy Howe kills them. And um, I don't know what it. Do- I don't know what it does for their season. And now with today's news that maybe side bottom will, will miss games with a suspension due to a COVID breach. Um, their season's in a little bit of uh They're on a fine line at the moment, um, but good. Yeah, Giants played really well. Um, I thought Collingwood could going to snatch it, but they didn't. They didn't quite do
0: it. Yeah, it seems that the Giants are just going to be existing this season to mess up my tips. Because um, <laughs> who would have thought after the first couple of weeks that they put up, they'd come and and beat. Uh, yeah, potentially flag favourites. Uh, but as you said, you know, um, could be the the that spell doom for Collingwood. Um, but maybe that just puts their backs further against the wall. Who knows? Mm. Um, well, uh,
1: famously, Richmond lost their best defender last year, didn't they, and still won the flag. So, you know, Collingwood, uh, if they want to repeat history, they're on track.
0: If it's their year, it's their year, you know. Um, I, I didn't watch the game. I was um, i was at a Mario Party party uh, with a few friends of mine uh, which is just another game that you have no idea what the outcome is going to be. So basically, I did watch the football, I guess. Um, you proxy I, watched it. Yeah, I don't want to talk about Rosalina, but she uh, she steals stars and uh, I hate her. Anyway, let's move on to Saturday, the first game of Saturday, uh, Port Adelaide take on the West Coast Eagles.
1: Yeah, I thought West Coast were going to um, do something, but they didn't. And that probably sums up the game because Port, again, uh, were very impressive. Um, Charlie Dixon played quite well. Uh, it's, That's it's putting a lot It's interesting to see what he's doing now. that he's This is his first full preseason in his career, and he's kind of uh, threatening to tear the competition apart. So, yeah, we see, see how he goes for the rest of the year. But Port, yeah, well, they just continued on their merry run. And, yeah, I thought the Eagles might have played a bit better, but they didn't, and they're... They're very poor at the moment.
0: Yeah, it, it seemed like for a second there that the Eagles were playing a different brand of football, you know, like they their coach was saying that's got nothing to do with them not wanting to be there. Uh they're just not clicking at the moment. And then it seemed like they were starting to click. And um again, it's kinda of like the Western Bulldogs game. As soon as it went down port's end, they just kicked two or three, and that's just enough to snap any momentum in half for the Eagles.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um yeah they uh, I don't know what they're going to do, but um, I thought maybe uh, Tim Kelly might have been a good signing for him. Um, they sold the farm and he's a great midfielder, but he hasn't quite clicked with them at the moment. So, yeah, um, I'm sure they'll bounce back. They're a good team West Coast, and I still think they'll make the eight, but, man, they've got a lot of work to do now.
0: Absolutely. And you, you say about Tim Kelly, I mean, the season's unprecedented. You know, they had no idea that they were going to be in this kind of situation. So you hope that when things get more and more back to normal, they can um, really show off the, the preparation and the choices they've made. Yeah,
1: I'll get there. And with hubs in potential hubs in West Coast, they might, you know, get on a bit of a run now that they've got the home crowd behind them. So, yeah, see how they go. I still think, yeah, they'll sneak. Yeah, you I think so. I said that twice.
0: <laughs> no, it was just <laughs> a prediction. So nice that you made it twice. That's fine. <laughs> um, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't said that once. So, uh, all right. Um, next game, we had uh, the Saints versus Richmond, which uh, turns out to be another team that's becoming increasingly harder to pick with what they're going to do.
1: Yeah, highest score of the round for the Saints. Um, they did something go marching in. Man, they were good. Uh, shows their potential because uh, I've, I've really been watching the Saints' career with great interest this season. And with the sheer amount of recruiting they did on the offseason. And I'm sure they'll be inconsistent, but they did really, really well. They kicked straight, 15 threes, really good kicking. Uh, Dan Butler, former Tiger, went nuts against his old side. Um, Yeah, they looked really good. And if they can keep playing like this, who knows where they can go?
0: Absolutely. And (laughs) I tell you what, it didn't look good uh, in the first 15 seconds of the game. The Richmond hit the ground running, (laughs) that first goal, and it was like, Ah, this is going to be ugly if they keep playing like this. And um, well, then St Kilda just had right of reply. Yep. Uh, did they end up kicking four or five in that first quarter? I think it was four. Um,
1: mm-hmm. let me they just... definitely
0: kicked the next four. So they three they're five, off to a five. flying yeah, start.
1: Five, three to four, one. Yeah. So it was, yeah, nice and high scoring first quarter too. good yes. Kind of back so to they, the elbows.
0: Yeah, they put it up there, and then they just they just maintained it, which was great to see from. Uh, club so yeah good on the Saints
1: yeah get around them
0: so uh continuing on uh, uh the closest game of the round uh Essendon versus St. Kilda, uh, versus St Kilda versus Carlton
1: yeah the only game of the round I didn't actually watch although to be fair I did switch over for the last couple of minutes because watching the Suns Dockers game I did see the Carlton game was close so I wanted to see how it ended and um Eddie almost went from hero to villain in a week by giving away that 50, which was a bit of a dubious 50, but I mean, he, he did give it away. Um, and then Carlton got pretty lucky with the unintentional Falcon by Liam Jones to win the game. Um, so our buddy Alex would have been very stoked with back to back wins for the Blues.
0: Absolutely. It doesn't happen too often. It's um, another unprecedented time for, for them to explore.
1: <laughs> they should have won by more, though, though. They didn't kick too well. Um, they missed a lot of. Pretty straightforward chances, but um, hey, wins a win. Who cares how much Absol- you once you win?
0: Absolutely. All right. So then, the last game for Saturday was, as you just mentioned, the Suns versus the Dockers. Um, and the Suns just keep their little streak uh, alive. Yeah,
1: Matt Rowe probably gets another three Brownlow votes. Um, so he's probably on eight or nine now, at least. So that's a very good start. Very good start for him. Um, Dockers were in the game, but Suns just had a little bit more, I guess, gas in the tank, uh, in the last quarter and just held on. But, um, yeah, so okay. Dockers remain winless now and, yeah, Suns are, um, in the dizzying heights of, uh, second on the ladder or third, I think. No, the third. Have they ever done Do that before? It? I reckon they've had good starts to the year before. They were three and one last year as well, but I'm not sure they've been as high as second before. Um, so.
0: Interesting. On them.
1: Yeah, they're doing really yeah. well.
0: It's what you want to see for the competition, a good competition, you know. So it is good. What do, we, what do we think of the Dockers? You said they were in the game, but...
1: I don't think they're as bad as, like, 17th and winless. Like, mm. um, their percentage is 78, which isn't great, obviously. But, you know, they've lost their games by a combined total of 60 points. So they've lost by an average of 15 points every game, which is two and a half goals. Um, so, you know, they're not far off. But, and they are rebuilding as well. new coach. Um but you know, a few results going out of the other way and you know they're probably they're probably in the top eight somehow. But um
0: And look, they've played the Lions, they've played Port. Yeah. And who they are in round one, Essendon. Yeah. So yeah, and that that was a super cool game, it was just a kick in that. So yeah, they they've just been, I guess, unlucky in a lot of ways. Um yeah, and,
1: experience as well, but um I don't. Yeah, they're a big time behind the eight ball now, but they're not as bad as seventeenth for sure.
0: Easy. All right. So then we move on to Sunday's games. Uh, <laughs> Brisbane Lions make a uh, an interesting statement against the Adelaide Crows. Um, they they win by thirty seven, but it should have been a lot more.
1: Thirty three scoring shots to eleven. Crows played one good quarter, which was promising. Uh, Tex played that. Tex played really well in the third. I thought Keys did a decent tagging job, so hopefully Crows persist with um, trying him as a tagger because we haven't had a, tagger, a really good tagger for a long time. Um, I thought Paholki played okay. Um, there were a couple of good signs here and there, but still, you know, not anywhere where we want to be, but, you know, it is what it is.
0: Yeah, that third quarter was a, a, a shiny glimmer of hope, perhaps, that if they can flip the bracket and do that for three quarters instead of one quarter, um, mm. They could they could be in with the chance, and of course they were let off easy by um by Brisbane's inaccuracy in front of in front of goal. Twenty three points is uh, a <laughs> okay. it's crazy. You don't often see that that second column that high. Um,
1: Neil Neil and McLuggage combined for one goal eleven. So yeah, had they had uh, bigger days. It would have been very very ugly. Hey,
0: absolutely. Up. Um, all right. So we'll move on to Melbourne. And Geelong.
1: Yeah, not a great game, but it was close, so at least I had that going for it. Um Yeah, Melbourne again, similar to the Collingwood Giants game, a couple more minutes and Melbourne were probably gonna win. Um but Geelong just had that little bit of extra composure towards the end of the game and they and they won. But they they probably wouldn't be too happy with their performance if I was Geelong.
0: Not at all. I didn't. I didn't watch uh, that game. I actually didn't watch many games this week. I was just busy all weekend, unfortunately, which is a Not bit of me. a shame. Um, but uh, yeah, so that just on face value, that um, that's an interesting game. Geelong uh, beaten um, by uh, 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 Carlton, and then uh, almost again lose yeah. to. A team that you would think is is a way further beneath them, um, so yeah, maybe a, a couple cracks forming uh, in the the Geelong performance.
1: Yeah, and yeah, I'll be without spoiling the pre <laughs> preview for next week. Geelong will have an interesting test coming up, um, so yeah,
0: we'll touch on that at the end of the show. Uh, so we'll move on to the end of the round. Hawks take on North Melbourne. Um and again, a pretty close game.
1: Yeah, uh well it wasn't for most of the game. I was sitting there um in a little bit of a sad admission, counting in a fantasy game that I was losing but coming back very strongly in um against Sean Birch and I almost beat him. I didn't beat him. That was the most interesting part of the game for me. But then I started watching the actual footy instead of the players and Kangaroos kick three goals for three and a half quarters. Four goals, sorry, for three and a half quarters. And then they kick four goals in the last five minutes and almost snatched the game.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's a pretty spectacular performance. Um, again, you'd think like the last couple of weeks, the Hawthorne, the Hawthorne uh, side has been, you know, pretty, uh, not terrifying, but pretty solid. So, like, it's just interesting to see like how. Evenly matched, most of the teams in the competition are. You know, it's kind of like it's super hard to tip. Games could go either way.
1: Yeah, it's tipping is just like, uh, yeah, or it just it's a lucky dip at the moment.
0: It is. Um, how did you go last week? tip Was
1: I got uh, five? Not great, but uh, you know, still. I, it was, and it was actually the last five games of the game, uh, round that I got right too. Oh, so still going and then from um, from I think it was the Suns game on no the Carlton game on I got I went five from five so yeah
0: very nice very nice um all right well so that does round four off nicely um it's an interesting uh, position that some fans around the country are getting to go back to games um there were a few, a few fans. Um, port fans at the port west coast game and they were talking on the radio we were uh, at work on saturday we listened to it over the radio and they were talking about um oh you know the fans fly in from um adelaide they get to go up there or whatever um and they they didn't even stop to think that maybe there were port fans living in queensland um (laughs) or that even like you know there was a possibility of just neutral people going to watch the game have you ever been to a neutral game
1: yeah, a few times actually. Living in Melbourne um, with the pre 2020 sporting culture, you kind of just, oh, you want to go to the footy on a Sunday, Avo? Want to go to the footy on the Sunday, Avo? You just go, you walk in the G, it's 25 bucks. You watch a couple of teams, and it's, it's I like it. I really enjoy going as a neutral. You're not invested in the game. So you're, you're literally there, you're watching the footy. Um, you're there to enjoy the game of football. You're in, there to enjoy moments of, individual brilliance from players it's, it's a lot less stressful for one
0: so when you don't have a horse in the race do you pick a side
1: um you kind of do as the game goes on i don't really go into a game and pick pick a side as such but um yeah you don't reach the dizzying heights of having your team win and seeing mm-hmm. that live but i mean it's still it's it's an enjoyable experience
0: absolutely because I've noticed the more I watch games per week, and as I said, you watch most of them last week. Um, something I've noticed is that I, you know, it's usually the team I I've picked to tip. I've I, you know I've tipped to win that I go for. Um, but yeah, I get I get into it so much more now that I actually watch the games. Um, but I've never been to a live neutral game. I've never gone to Adelaide Oval and watched Port play you know, anyone else. Um, so it's an interesting thing to me because I feel like being at the game, I would probably pick a team more and get into the spirit of it um, than just sitting at home. But at home, I basically just dive straight in as well. So yeah. I really know. But it's something I'd like to do in the future if uh, if we ever get live sport back again.
1: Yeah, uh, it's something I recommend. I, a few of us boys went 2009. We came over from Adelaide to Melbourne and we did Thursday night Richmond Carlton, we did Friday night. Geelong Hawks, mm-hmm. and then Saturday, I've always played Collingwood. But those first two games at the G, it was really cool, especially the atmosphere of you know being around eighty other eighty five thousand people as well. Um, yeah, it was good. I definitely recommend it. And you never know in the SA if they do have hubs, you might um, you might have two non-SA teams playing each other.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I'd, I'd be extremely keen to check that out if, if the opportunity comes up for me to go and see it. But uh, like we saw last last round, there's lots. There were lots of close scoring games that ended up being really tight at the end, or even uh, you know were tight the whole way through. And then of course uh, there have been some games that were complete blowouts as well. What do you prefer? Especially if your teams involved in the game, do you prefer there to be a blowout, and your teams just leading the whole way by six goals and that's just it, you know, you're going to win and that's, that's the way it's going to be. Or do you prefer like kind of the feeling that you get of, you know, we're only five points up, you know, we're, in, we're only just ahead kind of thing because in a lot of ways, that's a more exciting game to watch. To, to, yeah. to... <laughs> Excuse me. Sorry. Oh,
1: good. Ah, still coughing. Um, as my own team, nah, I don't like close games. It's just too, uh, you know, uh, it's just too stressful. <laughs> um, it's exhilarating when you win, but then it's it's like you kind of sit back and you go, what if, if you lose? What if ball bounced this way? What if, you know, especially with the Crows, like we've lost so many close finals over the years too. Um, without mentioning specific games, we all know them. We have all lived them. You don't want to think, oh, you know, I was a free kicker. I was a drop mark away from being in a grand final kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I'd much rather, I'd much rather lose a game by six goals than lose a game by a point, and mm-hmm. same with winning as well.
0: Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, I guess I agree with that. There, yeah, there's my catchphrase again. Um, <laughs> but uh, but honestly, I do like you do want you do want to have that buffer of just oh, here we go, we're on here, the, yeah. the lid's off, we've kicked we've kicked six, like we've got this buffer and. It seems like you know, if, especially if you have a team that doesn't take their foot off the gas. You know, you know, oh, we got six goals up, and there's a quarter and a half of football to go, so we'll just ease on in. We won't push ourselves too hard. If you've got a team that just keeps piling on the points, um, well then that that's a great that's a great night out at the football, you know.
1: Yeah, it's, it's great when you win by eighty. I like those kind of games, it's nice and fun. But even with the 2017 grand final, dare I mention it? Like by the time the siren rang, I'd had a quarter and a half of you know, yeah, we're not going to win this game. If we would yeah. lost that grand final by a goal, man, I'm not over it now, but I'd even be less over it now.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So in, it's interesting, though, because in a grand final, I would have preferred a close game, I think, because they really never showed up, I think, in that point. And it's the same with the GWS grand final. I think if you asked GWS fans, they would have at least liked, you know, maybe two goals. You know, the, the, there's a difference between the... The performance that both the Crows and the Giants put up to the Tigers, yeah. um, that there's a middle ground between that and only losing by a point, and I think that like that's that's probably the only reason I'd be like, yeah, no, nah, I really wasn't happy with with that.
1: Yeah,
0: but that's just the way that the cookie crumbles. I think that's the whole part of what makes the sport so good is that even if there is a blowout, and we've seen it a couple of times, there is a chance for teams to come back almost on a dime. You know, the momentum shift of a team that is down six goals just kicks four and all of a sudden, you know, that's it. They're only 12 points down or 11 points down. Well, what's going to happen here? And that, I think that is what makes even games that you have no horse in the race. That's what makes it exciting because anything really can happen in the game. It's not, you know, so um, straight and narrow. It's such a left and right diagonal game it's like uh, except for the few games that have been so defensive that have been boring to watch this this return season, there's been a lot of excitement, and I think like there was lots of talk about what's the game coming to, you know why are these teams all being so defensive, but there's been some really tight n- nail biting games, and that's good that's what we watch football for.
1: yeah, the shorter quarters has definitely brought on closer games, and especially the lack of fitness you're often seeing. Uh, you know, teams skipping out to an earlier lead and then another team coming back as the other team's kind of runs out of gas. So, I mean, that's, that's interesting to see those ebbs and flows too. But I think the year will settle down and then next year, hopefully, when it goes back to normal with full quarters as well, it'll be interesting to see what the game looks like as well mm-hmm. with everyone, you know, having a full uninterrupted proper preseason behind them too.
0: Do you think that this year with the full quarters situation, do you think uh, the final series is a chance to return to full quarters or do you I think that they, they will?
1: I hope they put the finals as full quarters because by the, by the time you get to finals, the, the top eight teams, they're not going to be as gassed as what they would be after a normal length season as mm. well. They're playing less games, playing shorter quarters. So hopefully they can play proper length games and it's a good spectacle for the finals. I think it so. make it better too because... You know, they're used to shorter games, but then you go to the finals, all of a sudden it's 30-minute 30, 30 quarters again. And hey, look, the game looks amazing.
0: Yeah, exactly. You know, you have the chance for bigger scores. It, it makes, there is something to, in the back of your mind, knowing that the quarters are shorter, of just like, ah, oh, you know, the game doesn't last as long. You don't get as much footy for your, you know, time that you're sitting down on the couch. You'd rather see the extra 15-20 minutes of football being played. So I think like it's such a cut and dry point in the season to be like, all right, you played your sixteen minute quarters up until this point, you were the eight that were good enough to make it. You're big boys now, you know. There's no reason why you can't play thirty minutes, unless for some reason by that point there's terrific heat waves. Um, hmm. then yeah, you know, I I I would sincerely hope that they bump it up to to full length quarters. And then just give the fans what they want. More football every week, you know? So
1: Yeah. Could when be very start, exciting. When you when you come to the finals, there's only seven games left anyway. So um no, sorry, nine nine games left, bad maths.
0: Bad maths but quick maths, and that's all we can ask for. <laughs> um so talking about more football, um, let's have a look at next week's uh games and mm-hmm. and what the um change <laughs> Uh roster looks like.
1: Yeah, slight tweaks, but uh, yeah. Looks to be good. You've got Carlton and Saint Kilda tomorrow night. Yeah. Thursday, th- Thursday night.
0: Um that's uh, that's it's a very interesting game really because both teams are experiencing an increase in form. They've both beat teams who would think are well above them. Um they both look to be in pretty good shape. This would be this would be a really interesting game. I think it'd be a close game.
1: Yeah, I'm all for it. I think um, I really don't know how to tip for this one. St. Kilda are favourites.
0: Yeah, but
1: you know what? It's going to be one of those games you pick St. Kilda or Carlton are going to win. So I'll pick St. Kilda. (laughs) By Mm -hmm. Does
0: that mean I should pick Carlton and then one of us is going to be right?
1: Yeah, unless it's a draw.
0: Yeah, well, I picked St. Kilda by 11. So what's your margin? Uh, I went 10. Yeah, look at you. Well, if the price is right, there's anything to go by. Um, all right, so then Friday night's game is Collingwood versus uh Essendon. Tell you what, uh some of these super boosts on Easy Bet are getting ridiculous. I saw that the magpies are, have been boosted from a dollar thirty five to ten dollars to beat Essendon on Friday. What?
1: What do you mean? Mine they... says thirty six. Hey? Mine says a dollar thirty six. What did I say? Ten dollars.
0: Yeah, that's three that's through sports bet. So, so, oh. so, easy bet or bet easy or whatever it is have these like special things each week where they super boost the team. I don't know what the maximum bet is.
1: Oh, I don't even know what that means.
0: I just see pop ups on Facebook. So, it might even be false. But, uh, but apparently, they're paying out $10 for the Pies to beat Essendon on Friday night. So, who knows? What, what have you, who have you picked?
1: Again, another stupid tipping game, but Collingwood should be too good even without Howe and potentially side bottom.
0: Mm, I think. I think so. Essendon will will bring it to them, but I would hope that, like, if if Collingwood want to be a chance for the rest of the season, they have got to win this game. Yeah. So I have picked. Es- uh, I picked Mac. So then on Saturday, uh, July fourth. So. Uh, some fireworks uh, during these games, I would imagine, uh, for some of our international fans. We mid-2000s. have <laughs> we have the Swans versus the Eagles, which again is a... <laughs> who knows what's going to happen?
1: Yeah, a bit of a throwback to the famous mid-2000s rivalry. Um, yeah, again.
0: Oh. Different standard. How many times am I
1: going to have to pick West Coast to bounce back before they actually do? Um, but I'm gonna do it again because I'm a glutton for punishment. Yeah. So yeah, I'm picking West Coast.
0: Yeah, they, see they 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 still look like their heart's not really in it, whether that's the the, the case or not, um is yet to be seen. But Sydney just seemed to not not have it quite altogether either. So you're right, it is kind of a fifty-fifty. I picked Sydney, so unless it's a draw, one of us would be right. Um and then we're moving on. Uh, the Cats play the Suns, and this will be another really interesting game as well because the Suns are looking to to have a streak uh, continue continue on their streak, and you know Geelong, they've they've uh, they've you know as we said before, that's uh, it's going to be a really interesting game.
1: This game for me is the match of the round because it's Selwood's three hundredth, it's Gary Ablett's three fiftieth against his old side. Um, and not that I think the Suns will win, but if they do, it'll be a real changing of the guard because Ablett left the Suns. He almost led them to finals one time, um, and there you've got Rao and Co leading the Suns potentially to lead finals. So if the Suns can beat Geelong, they've arrived.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. This this again, would again will be a statement game. It might
1: be a bit of a might be a bit of a fly too close to the sun Icarus kind of thing.
0: <laughs> fly fly too close to the Suns maybe. Hey. We'll f- we'll wait and see. It, as you said, match of the round. I uh, <clears throat> agree, and uh, yeah, that's a really exciting watch. It's a shame that's not uh, Saturday night. Yeah, because it deserves to be. That's a that's a bit of a blockbuster. Uh, I picked I picked Geelong. Yeah. Um, all right. So then we have North Melbourne playing the Western Bulldogs.
1: Um, probably the Bulldogs, but. Yeah. You know, depends which North rocks up.
0: Yeah. I think the, the Bulldogs have shown a couple of glimpses of greatness a couple of times, and they're just bit bit solid, a bit composed. Mm. And, um, yeah, as you said, you're right. North have the opportunity to win, but I don't think they'll, I don't think they'll do it. Uh, so then Saturday night, the Brisbane Lions take on Port Adelaide. And I tell you what, I don't know how prepared Port are for this, but I tell you, it's probably not enough. I've, I've tipped the Lions to win. I think this is the first time the Port have played a team that obviously isn't above them on the ladder, but is, um, you know, at their skill level. They've played uh, mm. a diminished West Coast team. They've played the Crows. They've played Gold Coast before they started playing well. They've played, uh, who else have they played? The Crows? Fremantle. And they've yeah. played Fremantle. So and they I played. They were good. Yeah, that's what that's what I said. Is is you is, you, is copying what I say just after I say it the same as me agreeing?
1: Because <laughs> I just didn't hit you properly. <laughs> All
0: right, perfect. Um, and they played Fremantle as well. So they played seventeenth. They played eighteenth, and and they played a a, a disingenuous uh, West Coast Eagles side. Um, so I think the Lions, if uh, if they bring uh, they're kicking boots and they don't miss 23 shots at goal, Port might have a bit of trouble.
1: This is Port's first real test. And finally, after round five it is now, um, they're going to get a real test to see how good they actually are, which will be interesting because I think Brisbane are a very good football team. Obviously finished top four last year. They're hitting some good form now. Crows helped play them into a bit more form. Um, I think, I think Port are going to win though. Mm. They've conceded like not many. They've conceded an average of about forty-five points a game so far in four games, which is pretty impressive. And it, it yeah, is. No, I'm, not,
0: I'm not taking anything away from them. I just think, I think if they're going to lose a game, this is probably the one they're going to they're going to lose.
1: Yeah, probably.
0: We got a bit of correspondence through the Facebook page today. uh, Today? Yesterday. And uh, a request to hear uh, an up the Lions. Well, uh, I won't say that uh, in relation to them being the Crows, but if they beat Port Adelaide, I will give a hearty up the Lions next week.
1: I'll do it. I'll do it for him. (laughs) Up the Lions. Or should I do it in like a brownie voice? Up the Lions. No, that was terrible. Don't ever do that.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm gonna cut the whole thing to be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh and then on Sunday we have uh the Crows versus the Dockers. Um and I've I've done the inverse. I think this is actually gonna be the Crows' first game that they win this year, so I've tipped the Crows.
1: Yeah, this is the time. This is our time to get that win on the board. Um Although Sloaney might not be playing, he's in a bit of um doubt. Yeah, I think this is the game the Crows win. Get off the bottom for a very yep. brief amount of time.
0: If they don't, then uh, this season truly is lost.
1: was <laughs> our second Star Wars reference of the night.
0: Uh, and and so yeah, uh, nothing against the Dockers, but um, I think yeah, this is this is the Crows' chance to to maybe come in clutch a little bit and do do something to get fans off uh, off their back uh, for, as you said, however brief a time. Uh, so then the other uh, Sunday afternoon games, Melbourne take on Richmond.
1: Yeah, uh, I think Richmond will do that one.
0: Yeah, me too. Although
1: they are out of form at the moment, so.
0: I've tipped it. And then the last game of the round, Greater Western Sydney Giants take on Hawks. And uh, this is going to be a kind of difficult game to pick as well.
1: Uh yeah, uh Giants probably win just because um I'll just go with the home team for that one.
0: Mm. Hmm. Well, I picked the Hawks, so we'll see what happens. See what happens. Mm. Uh, Clarko's a genius, said multiple times. So who knows? He might come down and do a number on him, and that's what I'm I'm hoping for. Uh, well, brilliant. Thanks. Uh, thanks for joining me this week, man. Probably a bit of a quicker one. Um, we had a, a deeper dive last week and had um Alex's uh, input on on Carlton and, and stuff like that. Uh and that was really good. A few people have hit me up saying they really liked the more in depth look. Um so yeah that was really good to have him on. Um but yeah we'll do a do a shorter one this week and let everyone get ready in their in their own head spaces for, for their teams playing this week.
1: Yeah, see what the football landscape looks like in a week's time. With all the new updates and pubs and COVIDs and everything.
0: It could be very interesting. This could be a, kind of a, a change in in momentum for teams that are winning, teams that are losing. This could all could all turn upside down. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you very much for listening to the Captain's Run podcast for another week. Uh, if you are looking for more podcasts to listen to, you can head over uh, to the Tiger Phonics Facebook page. We have uh, three uh, shows, including this one, so with two others. If you like Star Wars, we have What Are You Talking About? Uh, I'm joined by Ethan and Ruben, two absolute Star Wars fans, and we talk about all things Star Wars. And there's another one hosted by me, just the Tiger Phonics podcast, where we talk about all things, uh, literally all things. That's all I can say about it. I can't be more specific than that. So if you're looking for a podcast, go over, check that out. Give us a like on Facebook. Uh, Let us know if you've listened. Tell us who you go for, um, what you're thinking about, how your team's doing this season. And uh, we can't wait to, to hear from you. So thank you very much for listening. Thank you for joining me, Sam. And uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks for having me. Get a catchphrase, man. That's my catchphrase. Thanks for having me. You're so courteous. <laughs> All
1: right.
0: Bye. Yeah.